flowering season here in South Africa and today we're going to be looking at five tips to make sure that you have a successful flowering period. We're going to be concentrating this conversation about the outdoors uh, and while in South Africa we do have varying different sort of uh, climates within the summer period, there are some themes which we can uh, drive through to sort of every individual grower and I'm joined today by Luke who's going to be helping us a bit with the uh, flowering information. So, Luke, uh, in South Africa, we're blessed with uh, super powerful suns, long summery days. We're able to grow some absolute monsters. But, uh, you know, uh, with sunlight, is it such a thing as too much sun? Or, or what kind of uh, environment are you looking for specifically related to sunlight when uh, when flowering outside? I suppose, uh, you know, you, you're always wanting to hit those PPFDs. So, you know, um, having them in the sun uh, is always good. However, you multiple factors that then have come into play here you know if it's going to be in full sunlight for majority of the day you've got to make sure that she's got enough water that she's drinking she's got enough nutrition there's a whole bunch of factors that come into that um but you know a little bit of shade when it's uh, extremely extremely hot uh, in some places and parts of south africa i know uh, a little bit of shade definitely can help yeah a little bit of shade uh, a little bit of like 10 or 20 percent shade net in some of the really hot spots is the only way you're going to get through and i suppose it's more too little sun than than too much the more sun the better the bigger the nugs and yeah we hope everyone's uh feeding those uh feeding those ladies yeah 100 100 the next thing that also then falls under the, that you know we were talking a little bit about uh what's happening under underground and with the roots um your your soil and your your mediums that you're using or you know a lot of people like to plant straight into the ground a lot of people also like to grow in in pots what are your what would you say your go-to soil medium is uh, do you do any amendments how often are you feeding um, what is your regime for for outdoor? Yeah, some big points. So I think if you're straight in the ground, what I'm finding this season is even though I dosed sort of two full 200 liter barrels of compost, I'm still seeing deficiencies left, right, and center on um, the couple plants I have in the ground. So I'm uh, I'm feeding with a bit of uh, sort of uh, bottled newt, but that does get super expensive super quickly. So I've targeted the one or two that are looking most yellow, and I'm feeding a bit of bottled nutrients but then uh as per actually luke suggested suggesting i fed a whole bunch of worm castings a couple days ago so worm castings is always a winner it's cheap you can just sort of pile it on top i made sort of a well around each plant filled it up watered it heavily and i think that's really going to help the help the ladies in the ground and then in the soil i'm uh, growing some specialized mediums uh this year i've got some august soil lux which i'm which i'm running i'm running some classic craft but as with all of them, once again, I'm going to be dosing. Uh, going to be dosing worm castings, and also uh, I, I also find in the if they are in material grow bags outside, they are drinking and evaporating at an absolute unit. So to try and counter that, I'm also something I haven't really used that much in the past, but I've uh, sort of made a thick kind of uh, ten centimeter cap of alfalfa mulch on top of each of the. Uh, on top of each of the pots. I fed that with some synergistic microbes and some worm castings, and there's all sorts of white fungi growing on top there, which is pretty, pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I am noticing that compared to the side pots, which I didn't put any cap on that they were drying out a little bit slower, which is always a winner for 
which is always a winner for the material grow bags because yeah i think watering is a massive thing outside uh so luke um kind of uh you know how much water do you want to be giving that's always a hard question because it's not like oh I'll give 25 mils you know <laughs> but uh yeah. you you you're going to lose out on a lot of this very vital time i mean a lot of people will be in stretch now already quite well into flower so what do you uh, what kind of tips can we give with relation to watering and uh, i suppose feeding of 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 uh, water based nutrients as well i suppose it sort of depends on what your your flowers are telling you um you know that's something important is to to watch them and and see what they're doing if you do start to get deficiencies tackle it early on um make sure that you've got your microbial activity in your soil um you know alive and kicking you're not allowing it to dry out too much and die back um it's that's you know more for your 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 organic style uh style growing you always want to make sure that your moisture content in your soil um, sort of doesn't drop below 40%, I would say, um, because then your microbial activity and, and uh, colonies start to, to start to suffer. With watering, like I said, it depends on the plants. You know, some plants, it depends on how big they are as well. Uh, we're feeding on average uh, some of our outdoor plants at, uh, you know, 20, 20 liters, maybe more per day, especially on those super hot ones. But it's always good to, to monitor them. I would also say try and start your watering a morning an hour after sunlight yeah let the ladies wake up a little bit before uh, and get hungry so that when you do feed them uh, and do water them they drink quite exponentially um feeding then again it also falls on what uh, nutrients you are using um i always recommend staying within the schedules of them but then at the same time monitoring you know what your plants are telling you uh, it's it's extremely important to to look at the leaves and what they're telling you, look at the stem. Um, and if you do need to add in anything, get in there and get it done early. Yeah, I think uh, just uh, a lot of people are often concerned about overwatering a lot of time, but I've generally had more issues overwatering indoors than outside. Like it's so hot in South Africa in a lot of places that, you know, you are going to need to be watering every day personally in at this period because uh yeah too little water and letting those microbes dry out is going to be a fat negative on on especially the stage of the stage of the growth 100 100 um when it comes to pruning and training of your outdoor plants uh what would you say are your go-to methods Let's give us a little bit about what you've done in your garden this summer. Cool. So I stay next to the coast in the Hulderberg, super, super uh, windy environment. So for me personally, you know, a lot of uh, sort of uh, bending and a bit of LST goes into the outdoor ladies during the uh, <clears throat> during the growth period, you know, the veg period. And then kind of coming into into the summer period, I always am scared of powdery mildew. We have kind of high humidity here, fluctuations in a basin. So those kind of micro factors make PM a big uh, issue, which we'll touch on a bit later. But uh, it also kind of ties into the techniques that I use. So big amounts of lollipopping, really not being too shy on the bottom of the, on and the inners of the, of the plant. And then also preparing uh, with some tie downs, you know, um, alternatively, you could be using sort of big uh, chicken wire mesh uh, to sort of make a, sort of cones around the plants to allow them to grow through, but it's all uh, potentially an outdoor scrog, you know, um, if you've got the, got the space to do it, but just kind of, 
as with if the plant can be supported it's definitely going to be able to produce larger nugs and with the uh, outdoor environment being uh, sort of unpredictable you could have a very windy night or a very rainy night and now all of a sudden your plants are getting snapped off um, you know especially as they start to get a bit more a bit more weight so uh, support train clean up so that you can see inside it's all going to help on that ipm and then also some spot defoliations, you know, same as indoor, maybe a day 21 defoliation. Maybe as soon as you start to sort of think the plants are going to start flowering, do the lollipopping and clean up. If you're ready into the flowering period, day 21, you know, day 45, those are good spots to hit uh, maybe a bit of defoliation, always larger on, on day 21. And then besides that, just... Uh, monitoring as much as possible and uh, removing a leaf here and there if there's a bud being covered, but really not stressing them out too much. But our main issue, I think, with most growers is not um, is not the uh, sort of, you know, training, training techniques a lot of the time. Sometimes you can leave a, an outdoor tree to really just grow on its aces outside. It's got the wind and the environment to strengthen it up. But we do, we are at the mercy a lot of the time to far more pests and diseases. Um, so pest management and disease management, especially heading into the mid to late flowering period, can really make or break or grow. You know, but bud rot, powdery mildew. Uh, Luke, what are some popular IPM products that you're currently using and just maybe a few tips or results that you've seen with relation to IPM and just controlling some of those diseases and pests? So, yeah, when it comes to IPM, I would say your prevention is always better than cure. You rather want to try and prevent the problem rather than having to deal with it when it, is, uh, when it appears, you know, or occurs. So staying on top of your pest management or your IPM regimen is essential. Um, some of the stuff that I'm using is synergistic microbes. So this is from your, your Kaya Farms range, uh, the wetting agent, the... Uh, synergistic microbes from them and the em5 uh, i absolutely love those i've been making use of a lot of the margaret roberts range um specifically the insect spray the caterpillar spray as well yeah if you've great got one. Any trees yeah if you've got any trees that are growing near your near your plants uh, and any of the overhanging branches i'm sure you've uh, had a had a node or, or something die off to a caterpillar eating it so that's an important one um, and then also just making sure that just in terms of uh, molds and stuff like that, uh, beneficial bacterias, I suppose, are, are, are a big one. Uh, the Sano Agri has, has come into play here. The AQSF and the, um, the AQSF and the Echoderma is also a good one. Um, sure. Yeah, I find that AQSF, uh, uh, it's quite different. Like that's a heavy one on the prevention is better than the cure. Cause once you've got PM, it's hard for it to really take control. But if you've been building up a, a resistance with it over a long period of time, you will see a, a lot of the, le a lot less sort of, uh, <clears throat> it pops up a lot less, especially with the, with the PM. And it's also a nice prevention against, uh, against bud rot because it can be sprayed on flowers. But a lot of, you know, a lot of the time uh, it's really difficult to get something under under control well, if it's if it's sort of too far spread. And that's why it's important to know your products well and to not only think of them last minute. Hey, Luke, I think IPM is more important than a lot of, a lot of people perceive. Oh, 100 um, percent. You know, uh, it's it's almost essential. It's like us, um, you know, 
we if we know that uh, we're lacking in in this vitamin or or this mineral, we need to make sure that we have or take some supplement to to you know ensure our health and our immune system is at all time best to fight off any negative bacteria, etc. And it's the same with your plants. So definitely IPM regimens and pest management is essential for, for any grower. Amazing. Well, thanks guys to everyone who made it to the end of this episode. Uh, thanks to Luke for all your knowledge and sharing uh, all of your tips and tricks. Uh, so, I mean, it's the most fly, uh, exciting time of the, of the grow, the flowers, but it's also where a lot of issues can creep in, but we're nearly there. It's nearly time for all of that, uh, super amazing flower that you're growing in your garden to be reaped and we're excited for you and also thanks to everyone who made it to the end of the show we really appreciate uh, every one of you for watching all of these videos remember to like and subscribe until next time guys peace out